Adventure Anything. Jeanette Barnes brings you insights from people behind the news and people like you. Now, Venture Anything. Okay, we're here today with Sabrina Fay, who is a senior at Global Learning Charter Public School in New Bedford. And Sabrina is headed to Princeton University in the fall on a QuestBridge scholarship. Hello, Sabrina. Hi, thank how you are for you? having me. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Tell us a little bit about how you got to this point in your high school career. The scholarship is designed for high-achieving, low-income students, so it might be sending you perhaps somewhere you wouldn't have gone otherwise. Tell us about that. Yes, it definitely is. So uh, I came into high school having gone to the same high school that I did for middle school, and so I was feeling a little bit burnt out by that point, walking the same path from my house to school and back every day, seeing the same faces and going to and being in the same environment felt like it was sort of stifling my creativity in a way, even though it was my own limitations and my own self feeling that way that was sort of causing that creative block. And so I sort of had to regain the passion that I had for a lot of learning and a lot of subjects when I uh, entered high school for the first time. So I became involved in a lot more extracurriculars, uh, working on student council, uh, robotics club. I, in sophomore year, even started a debate club because I was really passionate about that. And I was able to find the reason that I love doing these things, the reason that I love learning, um, was because it fulfilled myself. And it made me feel like I was having meaning and purpose and something worthy to do every day when I woke up in the morning. And so when I regained that my freshman year, I was able to apply it more my sophomore year, uh, which led to me applying to and being accepted into the Brown Leadership Institute, on which I had a partner scholarship, which half was paid by Brown, half was paid by my school. And I was able to go there and interact with so many different people from so many different areas, backgrounds, walks of life. Some of them were similar to me. They were also on a scholarship. Some of them came from more privileged backgrounds. And some people came from various corners of the world and various life experiences. And it was great to interact with that. And it was great to have the learning and the experience of living on a college campus for two weeks and seeing that sort of microcosm of the college experience that I hoped myself to have in a few years time and there my RA was the person who actually helped me discover QuestBridge because she mentioned it in passing when we were talking about our college plans and said that you could be offered a full four-year scholarship to one of the best colleges in the country like she was given one to Brown and I thought my goodness that's too good to be true but then I went home and I googled it and I found out that it wasn't it is true and it's a real thing and I began researching how I could become involved in this as soon as I could be to best set myself up for success in the future. And so I found out that they have a program for juniors called the College Prep Scholars. And I thought, well, it couldn't hurt to apply. And after consulting with my family, I got right to work on it. I was looking for recommend recommenders Basically, as soon as the application opened, I found someone to write me a recommendation letter, my history teacher, Ms. Kohanik, who is awesome. Uh, and I was working on essays. I was working on the application in addition to all my schoolwork, in addition to studying for standardized tests like the SATs and the ACT. And it felt like a lot of weight on my shoulders. But it was very rewarding in the end when I was balancing all this I felt like I was having a lot to do sure but it was everything that was worth doing that I felt would pay off in the long run and then when I got, it got back to me that I had been selected as a college prep scholar I was very pleased but I knew it was only the beginning of the journey 
my father and I traveled to New Haven for the National College Admissions Conference that QuestBridge hosts at Yale. We met with uh, Quest scholars there, asked them about the program, asked them about Yale and the other college partners, and then there was a college fair where they had uh, all, at the time, I believe it was 38 college partners, now I think it's 40. They had, every college had a booth and they had admission counselors there that you could go to, to go to and talk to personally. You could ask them about the QuestBridge chapters on their campus, you could ask them about different academic programs, take a brochure, maybe even get a business card from one of them, find a contact, and discuss with group leaders what it was like to be QuestBridge scholars to be themselves at these various college campuses and what it was like for them to achieve these new heights that maybe their family wanted for them but wasn't able to achieve with the same means. Mm -hmm. And finding that kind of common experience with other people definitely inspired me uh, when I was applying for the National College Match, which is the full QuestBridge scholarship that you apply for as a senior. And what stood out to you about Princeton in that process? What stood out to me about Princeton is just such a beautiful place, firstly. So as soon as you look at pictures of it, as soon as you go on the virtual tour, it strikes you because it's very easy on the eyes, but also sort of harsh in a sense. There's a lot of Gothic architecture, a lot of gargoyle statues hanging around campus, which I think is a lot of character giving that it makes it a little eccentric in a lot of ways that they have a residential college which is a place where some of the students live like uh, freshmen and sophomores get assigned to residential college and then juniors and seniors can choose to stay there or go to upperclassmen houses and one of their residential colleges is uh, an old hotel that overlooks a golf course and I find that all those little details that I learned more about Princeton as I researched it and thought about ranking it for colleges that I want to apply to for QuestBridge was everything was just adding up in the pros side and I found it very hard to find any cons for this school. Uh, firstly, looking at it in fall is amazing because seeing the colors change in that area of New Jersey with the gothic castle architecture background um, as well as that there was the fact that they had Nobel laureates teaching there and uh, they have the freshman writing seminar and precept system where you can go to um, a longer class and then have a couple of other classes sort of taught by a graduate student where you come together with smaller groups of students and you discuss the material uh, in more depth outside of the actual class time. And I found that such an interesting concept. And I was looking at as much as I could um, on the blogs that were writing about different majors, the fact uh, they have about 37 concentrations, I think. I'm not sure the exact number, or I might be mixing that up with the minors. But concentrations are what they call majors, and then certificates are what they call minors. And I was looking at the departments for each of these, and I found myself thinking, wow, I wouldn't mind studying any of these. And when you look at uh, all these different areas of academics and you can find something of merit, something of value, even in the things that you thought you weren't interested in, then I think you found a great place to study. Do you know what you're planning to study? Uh, at the moment, I am leaning towards studying at the Woodrow Wilson School of International and Public Affairs. Uh, I was also considering politics, but I think this is more specific, and I think it relates more to my passion for global politics and connections, and I really enjoy learning about the sort of tectonics, so to speak, of different nations in power and how that power shifts and why it shifts between nations and what that means for the future and how the past has an effect on that. How we can look at the different relations that uh, 
countries and nations have had with each other in the past and the way that's currently affecting the global political climate, maybe the formation of new nations or the downfall of others in some. Maybe it's a little early, but do you have an idea of where you see yourself working after college or what kind of work you would like to do? I think that's a great question. I get asked it very often. What do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be when you get out of college? But it is a bit preemptive for myself because I don't have very much career experience. I'm not afraid to say that. I'm a fledgling in that area. But I'm thinking of perhaps going to graduate school. Maybe people have said that they think that I would make a good lawyer, but I'm not sure if that would be something that I would have fulfillment in as a career. I want a job where I can go there every day and feel like I am making a difference, feel like I am making a positive impact, if not on the world at large, then on another person, then on a community. And I think that I'll be able to find something that speaks to that and that works for me in that context, but I haven't found it yet. And that's sort of why I'm going to college and why I'm excited to have this opportunity at such a prestigious academic institution. Can you tell us a little bit about your own background? Did you have college graduates in your family? Sure. I am a first generation as they're called, a college student. So that doesn't mean that I'm the first person here born in America. But I am the first person in my immediate family to go to a four-year college and get a four-year bachelor's degree. So, well, I mean, not yet, technically. But hopefully, I will complete it and get the degree. But that that means my parents haven't either gotten the four-year degree, but they have both had some experience and education at colleges and universities themselves. It just means that they weren't able to do it to completion. And I think that it's um it's an interesting sort of thing because you have a lot of people their parents already have college experience that the sort of typical one where you stay in the dorms, you know, you uh, you walk the walk at the end and get your diploma, your wearing your ribbon and your robes, your robes and all of that, but it's not the same experience for everybody. And that wasn't the experience for my parents, so they aren't able to give me the same kind of advice other people would get, and that's why there are programs in place like QuestBridge and other programs out there that are similar to it because they want students to know that they can still get the same kind of advice that they would get for their parents about going to a four-year college and going there straight for four years, staying on campus, all the sort of minutia of what that experience entails. They can get it from somewhere if they're not going to get it from uh, their parents. Have you thought a little bit about um, what it might be like socially to be on uh, the, a campus like Princeton? I have thought about it quite a bit. It's I'm think I'm expecting it to be a fun and interesting experience. They have eating clubs. I know that, be, which is sort of like their form of Greek life in a way that they're the center of social life on campus. Uh, they're joined by upperclassmen. Some of them are bickers where you get there's like an application process to get in there while other ones are open to anybody who signs up I think up to capacity and and then they have pa- they have passes that they can give to 
the lower classmen in order to get into a fancy upperclassmen party, and I think that's really interesting. I like that a lot of it centers around food, the social life of Princeton, because I love me some food, and there always seems to be something going on there that has free food, which I think is amazing, as I've been finding out by following the school's social media pages, and I know that there there are going to be such different people there from me. Perhaps they're at a higher social strata than I am in their own eyes or in the eyes of a lot of people who study things like social strata, but it doesn't make them better or worse than me in any way. And I hope that people who go there will be able to see that, and I think they will, because I know that Princeton is meant to be a place where you can walk on equal footing with someone who wants to be a famous painter one day, as equally as you can with someone who wants to be president or someone who wants to cure cancer. And I hope that they don't look at any person as above or below another. And I don't think they will. So, <laughs> Are you from New Bedford originally? Um, I was born in Falmouth, but I have grown up mostly in New Bedford. So I would say that I'm from here because that's what I remember mostly. Okay, tell us about your other schools that you went to when you were younger. Um, I, I've gone to Global, GLCPS, since I was in sixth grade. So I've been there for a very long while, and it's been a very interesting, strong experience for me because it's helped to build a foundation of who I am as a student and who I am as a person because I've met some really great people there, and I've learned a lot, and without the opportunity that I got to go to the Brown program, I might not have even have found out about QuestBridge and I might not have been offered this amazing uh, scholarship. So I think that's really amazing. But before there, I went to Carney Academy and that's pretty much as far as I can remember okay. for elementary school. But actually, uh, I had a really awesome teacher in fifth grade at Carney who recently contacted me after finding out that I had gotten this scholarship. And I thought that was so amazing because you can have these connections with people as such a removed time in your life. And then they can come back to support you and offer you that sense of camaraderie again later in life. And I think that's a really great thing to have. How did you or your family decide that you were going to be going to Global as opposed to going through the city school system? That's an interesting question, and I should ask my parents that. But I believe it was because the smaller, more intimate personal relationships you're able to form at a small charter school like Global as opposed to the large public schools the area has where people might feel like they're lost in the crowd or something like that. It's also very technology-based. There's a lot of work going on with technology. A lot of students are given Chromebooks that they do a great deal of their schoolwork on, maybe even a majority in a lot of classes. And I think that's an appeal because we, my parents and I, I think everybody knows that we're moving into a progressively more digital age. And it's important to have students and children that then grow up into workers and adults that know how to deal with this digital age and have those kinds of skills that they can apply in the workplace. I know you talked a little bit about some of the clubs that you're in at school, but what do you do when you're not in school? Ah, uh, well, aside from sitting around watching Netflix, uh, <laughs> I like to read a lot. Um, I 
think books are awesome, and they do take up a lot of time. So I think when you say reading as a hobby, someone doesn't think it takes up a lot of time, but it does. It does. It, several hours out of your day can be spent lost in the pages of a book. But aside from that, I enjoy writing as well. You know, sometimes reading other people's stories is enough, but then you think, I wish it would have gone this way. Well, then write it that way. And I really like creating my own worlds, so to speak, and people within those worlds that then go on to perform different actions. And I've participated in National Novel Writing Month before, which is an event that you can find online where you challenge yourself to write 50,000 words in a month and complete basically a novel length writing project. And it's ambitious and it's difficult, but it is a very fun and very rewarding experience. Aside from that, I really enjoy riding my bike. Um, when I did an internship at the Buzzards Bay Coalition on one of my recent summers, I rode my bike every day well, every day I had the internship from my house downtown for the exercise and for for fun. It was a great time, and the internship itself was also had a bit of physical wear and tear. So I came home very sore and very tired and very grumpy a lot of the time, but it was a very fun thing to do. What were you doing during the day during that internship? Uh, a lot of it, it was, a, I was a summer education intern there, and it was awesome. I know I'm just using a bunch of positive adjectives to describe things, but it very much was. I helped connect with families and children and talk to them about how they could be stewards of their local bay and participate in the conservation and preservation of that bay. I talked to them about different events that we had. There are a lot of free events going down, going on there all the time, but like learning to kayak or going out and crabbing or learning to co-hog and stuff like that. And you also participate in those events. So I'd help teach the kids how to co-hog or do a water percolation test with C-Lab students. And I learned some things myself because I did not know how to co-hog when I started the internship. And here I was teaching other people how to do it after doing it myself. And I, I came away with that with a lot of experience in things that I never thought I would learn myself or be interested in learning, but that helped me gain a stronger grasp on the sense of community in the Buzzards Bay area and the New Bedford area and places around there and what it means to care about the environment around you. Since you're interested in politics, I figure I'll ask you a little bit about politics and how maybe uh, you see the role of the next generation of college students, which is going to be you, you know, influencing American politics in the years ahead? Oh, that's a great question. And I think, I think my generation, I think people around my age coming into college, currently in college, have a huge role to play in the landscape of our country in the future. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that we're currently in a digital age. You can tweet something that's 140 characters long. And before you know it, Millions of people have seen it and retweeted it around the globe. And maybe the president has seen it because apparently he's on Twitter a lot. But <laughs> you never know who's going to see what you put out there online. This is sort of a double-edged sword in that people get fired for the things that they post on social media because they maybe were having too much of a fun time and they posted a picture that was inappropriate for work, but they think that it's their personal life. It's not. It's also part of their work life because anybody can find that and anything that's out there is out there for all to see. 
In the same way, it can also be a great tool for activism. People who started hashtags that have had a great impact on Congress and on laws passed. Hashtags have inspired bills to be created. And college students are so integrated with this knowledge of how to utilize these tools to be effective. And people coming into college now know how to utilize those tools as well. So they can sort of use their smartphone like the same way someone would utilize a megaphone back when they had a crowd at a rally and they could organize those rallies themselves using that smartphone. It's a new wave of communication and with that new wave of communication comes new ways to utilize it for good and for the greater good of mankind, which I think is something that our generation will hopefully be able to do in the future. Okay, and you're just entering your last semester. You have a whole semester left to go. Yes. So um, what else, what's on the horizon for you while you're still here in New Bedford? Uh, well, hopefully not senioritis. I'm, I'm hoping that I maintain the motivation and drive to get through this last semester of high school and finish off strong. Uh, while I'm here in New Bedford before, you know, heading off to college, I mostly hope to reconnect with or stay connected with my family and my friends and spending a lot of time with them. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me.